to the Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I'm your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram at Trilogy underscore pod. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about who needs to step up, what Packers players need to step up, and it's not just, you know, rookies, or it's not just veterans, but I wanted to talk kind of overall, if this team is going to contend, and I mean contend for the North, you know, contend, make some noise in the playoffs, I... First year starting quarterback. I don't expect them to, you know, win the Super Bowl or anything, but I do think Jordan Love's going to be good, and I think that they will contend and and make it to the playoffs and hopefully, you know, make some noise. You know, maybe they are not a team that gets a bye, but they win their first game. You know, close to making it to the NFC Championship type of thing. You know, lose on the last second field goal or something. Uh, to make it to the NFC Championship. That's kind of where I see this team. I know I'm probably in the minority, but I have a lot of faith in number 10. So I think this team can be good because it's got a lot of talent on it, right? There's no question that this team is talented. You just look around. um, You know, you look at, we got two great offensive linemen and Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari. We have a, Great running back in Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon is no slouch himself. Um, Not uber elite, but, you know, we got two really good backs, one of the best backfields in the league, in my opinion. Then off uh, on the outside, you got Christian Watson, who is top tier in terms of his production, Um, you know, yards per route run last year, up in the Tyreek Hill level for the last half of the year, you know, he was very good if he comes on. Obviously, that talent is immense. And then defensively, you have Rashawn Gary, you have Kenny Clark, you have Jair Alexander, who in my eyes, um, Jair and Kenny are top five at their position. Jair, top three for me, at least. And Rashawn Gary is a top 10 edge rusher in the league. So, I mean, that's, granted, that's all my opinion, but that is enough def- enough talent that you should be able to go out and win games and become a contender. And if your quarterback is good, they this team definitely should become a contender. And Aaron Rodgers, you can give him all the excuses you want, but he didn't play good last year. Just flat out, he did not play well in 2022. And if Jordan Love can be a, you know, I like I said, I think he can be 
very, very good. But if he's just an average quarterback, this team should be good. They should be a 9-10 win team if Jordan Love is just an average quarterback. So if you get above average play from Jordan Love, you know you're looking at 11 wins, right? So that's how I think this Packers team is currently. But they do need to have players that play well. So we're going to start from rookies and work our way up to veterans, okay? So rookies, the first and foremost is Lucas Van Ness. Now, if Rashawn Gary was healthy, this wouldn't be my pick, okay? But, you know, we don't know exactly when Rashawn Gary is going to be back. He was injured during the middle part of last year. So, like, I'm not really expecting him to be ready till probably week six or so at the earliest, I would guess. So he's one that makes the 53. They put him on um, – or they put him on the PUP or – put him on IR right away, and then he can come back at week six. However that works out, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So he's not going to be there. And in my eyes, that means Lucas Van Ness needs to be the starter opposite Preston Smith. Because as much as I love Kingsley Anigbari or J.J. Anigbari uh, and Justin Hollins, I thought they did very well. I think they're rotational level guys. No slight on them. Uh, and Kingsley, I think, could become – more than that but as of right now that's what I think he is so we need the first round pick to step up and play well because we need a starter opposite Preston Smith in my eyes now as soon as Rashawn Gary's back now you're three deep if you got three starter caliber if Lucas Van Ness is that starter caliber from the jump now you have Preston Smith Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary and you you know on first down it's Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary both can set the edge very well so can Preston but Lucas and Rashawn Gary are younger. They're a little, you know, have a little bit more juice at this point. They can be a little bit more impactful than Preston Smith. And then you bring in on third downs, pass rush, you have Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary on the outside. You get uh, Lucas Van Ness to drop down inside. You have Devontae Wyatt. You have Kenny Clark. You got guys that can get after the quarterback. I think that's a, a fun little wrinkle once Rashawn Gary gets back. But to me, right away, when we don't have Rashawn Gary, like and like I said, to me, he's a top 10 edge rusher in this league. When we don't have him on the field, Lucas Van Ness has to step up. I do think Kingsley and Ibari can be helpful in that regard. Like, Lucas Van Ness doesn't have to play every single snap, and, and he can get some rotational help with a guy like Kingsley and Ibari or Justin Hollins. Uh, but to me, he just he has to step up and play well from the jump, which is a lot to ask of a rookie, but he needs to go out and do that. He's a top 13 pick in the draft. He needs to go out and play well early especially. Next, in terms of rookies, I have kind of groups of rookies. Okay, I'm going to start with the tight ends because that, that spot on the depth chart is just so thin. So obviously Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft, in my opinion, needs to play well early. And it's so hard to say that as in that position as a tight end. They just have so much to learn, right? They have to know and learn the offensive routes and pass concepts, all that stuff like a wide receiver. And they need to learn the blocking, run game, all that stuff like a offensive lineman. So it is very, very difficult to be good early as a rookie tight end. But they kind of don't have anyone else to step up and do it. And I'll talk a little bit later about Josiah DeGuara, but I have no faith in Tyler Davis. And outside of Josiah DeGuara and the two rookies, 
there's really Tyler Davis. And like I just said, I don't have a lot of faith in him to be even a, you know, just spot a few snaps a game type of guy. Like I don't have a lot of faith in him at all. So Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft, preferably both, but one of them needs to step up and play well. Otherwise, you are going to have literal almost zero impact from the tight end position. But again, I'll get to Josiah DeGuara in a little bit as we work into the more veteran players. And then I have two other groups of players I want to talk about. Colby Wooden or Carl Brooks. Now, there are different types of players but I think they could have similar types of impacts. You know, if Colby Wooden's good or if Carl Brooks is good early on, um, that's going to help alleviate some pressure for guys like Devontae Wyatt, for Kenny Clark. Um, Obviously, if you don't think, you know, TJ Slayton is, you know, someone who can impact your team, you get these two guys, and if one of them's good, that's great because you need – you need some additional depth in there. Obviously, defensive line is something that's rotated out often. Um, but I do think this is something that one of these two players needs to stand out because we haven't really seen it from Devontae Wyatt yet in terms of being a legit every down, quote-unquote, every down interior defensive lineman. So they need to be able to rotate out and be solid I don't expect them to be Kenny Clark by any stretch of the imagination, but can they go out and just be solid rotational level players and you know you can cycle in fresh bodies types of things with these guys. They don't have to be world beaters. Obviously, if they're great, you're never going <laughs> to complain about having great players, um, but they just need to be solid in rotational level roles just because defensive line kind of can be a, of a war of attrition here. So you just need a lot of players and to help w- combat that uh, injury concern, you know, you can rotate guys in and keep guys fresh. And obviously a fresh 65 to 70% of snaps for Kenny Clark is better than 85%. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Not maybe not to be truly elite, you know, impact type of players, but to give you solid um, snaps is very important for these two. And like I said, obviously, if we get more, if they become impactful pass rushers from the inside, awesome. I think they could be that. But just early on from rookies, you know, we need this kind of secure rotational level solid snaps. Like Dean Lowry plus. Dean Lowry was not a good player for us. I don't think I thought he got way too long of a leash. I thought he was, you know, he had one good season. If they could be that one good season of Dean Lowry and not the rest of them, I think that would be huge if one of them could be that level of player because that's a player that you can throw out there and be confident is going to do their job. And then my last group is the wide receivers. So all of the rookie wide receivers, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, and Grant DeBose. Those are the guys, right? Those are the three that, not all three of them, but one of them needs to step up. So in my eyes, it's not close. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are your one and two. And there's talk. There, <laughs> the coaches are constantly bringing up and you know just wanting to tell people about Samari Toure. So I wouldn't be surprised if he really shines and really is the number three in this offense. But there is... 
there might not be a better roster in the NFL for these three guys to come in and truly try to make it because I think all three of them can make it. And I think one or two of them can have legit impacts on this offense in 2023. So I didn't love the Jaden Reed selection at the time. You can go back and listen to my reaction to the day two picks. I didn't love the Jaden Reed selection at the time. The more I've been watching him, the more I'm like, okay, I can get excited about this guy. He looks like a fun, fun player to have. Um, but I absolutely loved the Dontavian Wicks and Grant DeBose draft picks, right? I, I thought they were great picks. I thought they were great value. And we just need one of these guys to step up and be the three. If it's Samari Toure and one of these guys is like a 3B, awesome. Like I don't in year one, they don't have to be any more than that. I hope they grow into more than just a you know third wide receiver in the NFL. But one of them needs to step up. And if you have listened to me over the last month or so, you know I think that guy's going to be Grant DeBose. I I absolutely love the film in college. Obviously, it's from a smaller school. He didn't play a lot of elite level corners competition, you know. So there is that going against him, but. I think he could be an absolutely phenomenal player, and I am actually kind of very excited to see what he can do, and he is my pick of the three that I think could really impact this team, Uh, but I think Jaden Reed's got the inside gig, you know, obviously top 50 pick, and he just kind of fits what the Packers need at this point. We kind of just need a slot receiver, right? You got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the outside, which is both... I am very excited about both those players. And Jaden Reed is like a true slot, and I think his skill set fits well with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I just think Grant DeBose could be the better player, even though he's a seventh-round pick. I am very excited about him, um, and I hope I'm right, but obviously seventh-round picks, he's he's a seventh-round pick for a reason, right? You know, he's not just like a top-50 talent type of guy and fell all the way to the seventh due to off-the-field issues. You know, there's there's other things in his game that could be improved, but I think he could be potentially the best receiver we drafted this year. So that's kind of the rookies. And like I said, I'm not, outside of Lucas Van Ness, I'm not looking for like elite level starter contributions. And even Lucas Van Ness, I'm looking for like a solid edge defender, right? Until Rashawn Gary gets back and then hopefully that rotation actually helps him a little bit where he doesn't have to be out there on every single snap. You know, he can rotate in and out with Preston Smith, you know, give Rashawn Gary uh, breaks here and there as well. Um, But outside of Lucas Van Ness, I'm not expecting these guys to be world beaters for rookies. You know, I'm not expecting offensive and defensive player or rookies of the year, but they need to be solid. They need to be guys you can trust. Um, With the tight ends, hopefully you get like a true – you know, mid-tier tight end one, but it's hard. As a rookie tight end, it's hard to do that. So you just need solid contributors um, from these this rookie class. And I do think there's a good chunk of rookies that could, you know, come in and make an impact on this team. And I just mentioned eight of them. I, and these are the eight guys that I'm, like, really, really excited about. And that's not even to mention Anthony Johnson Jr., who I think has – uh, a pretty good track to make an impact in, from the safety position, right? Seventh round pick. There's talk like PFF had him as like a second or third round talent, third or fourth round talent, something like that. We get him in the seventh. You know, there's 
there was talk of him going very, very high. So, you know, maybe he can come in and have an impact, and that would be a big-time thing for this Packers team in 2023. Moving ahead to second-year players, it's not really like he needs to step up, but Christian Watson needs to continue his ascent, in my mind. Now, two podcasts ago, I went through this in detail, how I think how good I think Christian Watson can be and, you know, how elite that I truly think that he can be a top 10, five wide receiver in the league in the next couple of years. So I don't like, I'm not trying to say he needs to play better. I'm just saying he needs to continue his ascent and continue to work hard and be the guy that we saw in the second half of last year. The other two second-year players that need to step up, and you can put Romeo Dobbs in here, but I, I have a lot of faith that Romeo Dobbs is, is going to continue to play like he did last year, especially early in the season. I expect him to be that kind of throughout the, the entirety of his second season um, so long as he stays healthy because that seemed to be the big difference for him. After his injury, he wasn't quite the same guy, but he was legit good his first however many weeks, four, six weeks in the NFL. But Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker need to step up. They did not play like first-round picks last year. Devontae Wyatt hardly played to begin with. Uh, but both of these guys need to play better. And it's there's no question about it. But if they do, that could have a really huge impact on this defense, on this team as a whole, but on the defense specifically. Because if you get Devontae Wyatt coming out and playing a legit, like, Kenny Clark volume of snaps and he can be the guy we saw in flashes last year. Like he just needs to get on the field and we need to see that because there was, there was flashes last year and we need to just see more of that. And he needs to make sure he gets the trust in this coaching staff and Joe Barry. And he needs to go out there and prove why he's picked in the top 32 of the 2022 NFL draft. He just needs to go prove it now because the, we need him. You know, we drafted him as an older prospect. The Packers normally don't do that. They drafted the older prospects, and he didn't show up in year one. So we definitely, definitely need him to show up in year two. And then Quay Walker, um, there again, there was flashes. You know, he played basically the whole year last year, and he led the team in tackles, which is great, but there was spurts where he looked good. Like, he looked like a legit first-round player. And unfortunately... The majority of the time, he looked like a guy that was a little bit lost out there. I think just learning the NFL game, learning the system, he will look better in that regard. So I do think he is just innately going to be better in year two. But we need to see that, right? We need to continue to see the elite level athleticism. The reason the Packers drafted him, right, is because of his athleticism. So now he needs to go out and prove that he's a good linebacker. We know he's got the athleticism. Now go up and and show up in run fits. You know, play well in pass coverage like we expected you to. Rush the passer when we ask, and he did good with that last year. But he just needs to kind of let the game come to him now and play a little bit faster because I think he didn't play to his elite level athleticism because he was just – the game was a little bit too much for him last year. And if he really, you know – for lack of a better term, hit the books and really focused on his reactions and playing the game and learning the defense and all that kind of stuff, I do think he has probably the best track to be the best 
biggest jump in terms of players in their second year. And he, for our defensive sake, he needs to do it because if we have Devondre Campbell get, you know, almost not all the way back to all pro, but if he's a pro bowler and Quay Walker comes out and plays fast and plays instinctively, like you combine those two together, that could be a really, really tough defense to crack because now you got two just crazy like Quay's a little bit more of a crazy athlete, but they're both just so long and big in the middle of the field that could make it very difficult for teams to attack the middle of the field. So then you got to go to the outside where you have guys like Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes. Uh, hopefully he gets back to his rookie year form. You know, that's what we're looking for here uh, from Quay Walker. I think he could really have a huge impact on this team if he takes a second-year jump. Third-year players kind of the only guy that matters is in this in my mind is Eric Stokes you know and it's it's based on his injury he didn't play well to begin his second year and then he got hurt and it's a significant injury like people like we don't know if he's going to be back like if he's lost a step in athleticism that's not good for his game because he relied a lot on it but we just want him to be back and then if he is you know, back to pre-injury Eric Stokes, he needs to be play a little better than he did before the injury. But that's guy that that's a guy that needs to take a big jump in year three. And a lot of that is just, I think he just needs to get on the field because I think he's good. He just, unfortunately, one of the things with this injury, because it's such a significant injury, is we just got to hope that we continue to see that athleticism. Another year three player that I think really needs to take a step forward is Josh Myers. Um, you know, looking at who was drafted immediately after him, Creed Humphrey, who's been pro bowl, all pro caliber center, like Josh Myers needs to step up. He needs to play well, or he very well could lose his job this year. So those are the two guys in year three that I'm looking for. Um, obviously Josh Myers, you know, he doesn't have the injury injury to contend with. And I think if he's not good this year, he could lose his job. Uh, by the end of this year, you know, moving on to next year, he could be without a job in 2024. In Green Bay, that is. Year four players, of all of the people I've talked about, this is the only one that truly matters, and that's Jordan Love. That If he comes out and he plays in his first year, let's say he plays like a top 8-10 to 10 quarterback, the smash of a draft pick, smash of a draft class just with the one pick. Um, and then obviously, if he's that good in year one, you expect him to be to continue to grow and be better beyond that. Um, but it's the only one that matters, right? If Jordan Love sucks, this team isn't going to be good. If Jordan Love rocks, this team's probably going to be pretty damn good, right? So I know it's his first year starting, but he has had some football played in the NFL. He's seen the game from time to time. And he just needs to be the player that takes not even a step because we don't even know, really know where the beginning step is because he's only played in, you know, what, two games? He's played that fourth quarter against Philly last year. Two years ago he played the full game against Kansas City and it, the last game of the year against the Lions, half that game. So, like, he hasn't even played two full regular season games. So we don't really know where that step is, but – he needs he needs to play well. 
He needs to play like a top 16 or better quarterback in my mind. And I've said it a million times. I think he's going to be better than that. But at the very least, that's what he needs to play at in year four. And then I mentioned that I would talk a little bit about Josiah DeGuara. If you go and watch all of Jordan Love's throws in the NFL, I'm sure you can YouTube it and find all of Jordan Love's throws in the NFL. I I shit you not, I would probably be willing to bet 50 to 60% of them are to Josiah DeGuara. So whether that actually is Josiah DeGuara this year or, you know, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft just blow right past him and it's Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft that, you know, are in those roles and now it's them getting all these targets. Um, between those three, I expect one of them to kind of pop off this year. Uh, we'll see who it is. I, I would love for it to be the more athletic Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft than Josiah DeGuara. But if they're not ready, I think Josiah DeGuara could have a huge year, especially early on in the season. Um, you could talk a little bit about A.J. Dillon. We kind of know who he is at this point. He's a solid back. He's never going to be the huge home run hitter, but we know who he is. A.J. Dillon's a great player, and he just needs to continue to be that guy for us. You know, that constant, we know what we're going to get. He's going to get you your yards. He's going to go north and south. He's going to be that aggressive north and south runner, so that's what we need from Josiah, De- or, sorry, from A.J. Dillon. And then talking a little bit about the older players. So I'm not looking at this as players need to play better uh, in, in this category, these older players. I am looking at the stars of this team need to play like the stars of this team. I have three on offense, and I have three on defense that just need to be the players that they've shown us they can be. The the stars maybe even superstars because there are superstars on this list. So the three defensively that need to step up and play incredible, play like the stars they are. Is Rashawn Gary, obviously once he gets back from his injury, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark. And then offensively, it's David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Aaron Jones. They need to play like stars, like superstars. That's what they need to do to make this team a contender, to win the North, you know, to get into the playoffs, to hopefully win a game or two of the playoffs. That, that's what this team needs is they need those six guys to be the stars that all six of them are. Obviously, to varying degrees, I think Jair Alexander, superstar. Rashawn Gary, superstar. And then I think the the other four are stars. I don't know that they're superstars, you know. But three years ago, David Bakhtiari was a superstar. I don't know that he is anymore after this injury, all that stuff. But you need Kenny Clark. Three years ago, I was screaming from the rooftops. Outside of Aaron Donald, Kenny Clark's the best interior defensive lineman in the league, and it's not close. Now, I don't think that's Kenny anymore or right now he hasn't shown that over the last couple years but I do think he can be that good and speaking of the other stars I've mentioned Kenny Clark has been in the league since 2016 2016 NFL draft first round pick right Elton Jenkins is a second round pick in 2019 they're the same age they were both born in 1995 so I mean 
you need these two or these six to play like the stars that they are. And if they do that, this team is going to be a contender. You combine those six with Jordan Love. Jordan Love's a top 10 quarterback, and those six play like the stars that they are. This is going to be a fun, fun team to watch. And all of the other players that I talked about, you know, Jane Reed, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Lucas Van Ness, Colby Wooden, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DeBose, Carl Brooks, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, Josh Myers, Josiah DeGuara, A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. All of those players getting better is just a, you know, a sprinkle of greatness on top of that. Because if you get Jordan Love and those six superstars or stars to play like they can, this is going to be a great team. And then you just sprinkle Christian Watson, you know, proving and solidifying himself as a true number one wide receiver in this league. You know, this is going to be a great Great team to watch and a lot of fun. So a little bit different episode this week. I There was a lot of talk on Twitter in different podcasts that I saw talking about, you know, it's the three-year window, right? So we say we can't judge draft classes for three years in the NFL. And the 2020 draft class is now the one that we can judge, right? Obviously, it's a... It's a weird draft class. A.J. Dillon has been the best player so far. Josiah DeGuara hasn't been good. Anyone after that, outside of John Runyon, hasn't been good. And then you have Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love is good and he is our franchise quarterback, it almost doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter what the rest of that 2020 draft class is. It's already an A-plus draft. Because if you find your franchise quarterback while you still have a Hall of Fame quarterback under center, and now you just transition to another franchise to Hall of Fame quarterback, it's a smash draft. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the rest of the 2005 NFL draft was. They got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I bet you you can't name me one draft pick from the 2005 NFL draft not named Aaron Rodgers. And it doesn't matter. It's the greatest draft class that the Packers have had pretty much because they got legit one of the best players in NFL history, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and the rest doesn't matter. So if they, if Jordan Love is a Hall of Famer, I don't care what A.J. Dillon does. I don't care what John Runyon or Josiah DeGuara does. So, you know, that's it's hard for me to, to go and talk a lot about that because it's so dependent on what Jordan Love is and what he does in the NFL but I just thought it would be interesting to go and look at what could make this team truly contenders. What specific players stepping up could be big, right? Could could make this team into a fight for the division to win the division and make some noise in the playoffs, get to the NFC Championship game. These are the players. Now, I know I named a lot of players, but you pick and choose like let's say five of these players hit. You know, you get Jordan Love, all of your veterans, and then you get, you know, a Josh Myers, a Quay Walker, and Luke Musgrave. Those are the guys that hit. That could be a fun, fun team to watch. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get to the 2023 season because it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and we will be back next week as always 
talking some more Packers. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we'll do next week. I wasn't really sure what we were going to do this week, but I took an idea my lovely wife gave me and, and we rolled forward with this idea of players that really could have an impact on this team if they take an extra step or if they play to the level we know they can, right? That's what we're looking at here and that's what I think could, if we're looking at a playoff team come January, these are the players that likely stepped up to get us to that point. So until next week, go Pack Go!